calling the dogs with Chansey and Chi. And we're going to the national championship. <laughs> Holy hell, man! Uh, and curveball on that is you and I are actually going to the national championship. <laughs> wow, we we just threw it out there right from the beginning, baby. Yeah, for those of you who are going to be in Indiana, see you there. I will see you there. Uh, you may need to edit the very beginning of that. Hopefully, hopefully the volume isn't too loud uh, on that, and I, we don't want to burst anybody's eardrums. We're going back to the national championship uh, for the second time, and what has it been? Four years now, and uh, this one uh, is not in Atlanta. Thank God. I don't want to play any more games in Mercedes Benz. Like, I wish. Can we just move the SEC championship to? I don't know, Macon, like Mercer Stadium, <laughs> like somewhere else. It's just not in Mercedes Benz, for the love of God. But uh, yeah, we're in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, baby. I'm actually pretty pumped. Uh, I, I think it's gonna. <laughs> we were talking about it before we got started that the weather is gonna be absolutely miserable. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Yeah, uh, I think our high is uh, floating around the mid twenties with a low of like nine on on game days. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. like and it's raining on Sunday. So this is gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. Gonna be uh, could be pretty awful, but fortunately we are in a domed environment, so it'll uh, it'll be we're we're just gonna get past all that. We're I, gonna get past all that. I told Austin it's gonna be funny to see all these Midwesterners look and see all these rednecks from Georgia and Alabama just walking around. Like, I mean, guarantee there's gonna be people that are gonna be wearing their camouflage waders, like just for insulation. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be camouflage probably everywhere, uh, and you know, on top of that, then you're gonna have the dude who just forgot to pack his winter clothing <laughs> just didn't realize oh it's gonna be 20 20 degrees like, yeah man that's that's you, I, and honestly there's gonna be more than one guy it's gonna be there's gonna be a ton of oh man i brought my t-shirt i was down in miami last week you know <laughs> there is potentially could be thousands of those people <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i i really don't think that all of them are gonna care i mean there's gonna be a, a, a thick liquor blanket going um, I don't, shoot, man. I don't, I don't know how much I'm, I'm not sitting outside. I'm sorry, guys. Like I'm not going to freeze my tail off. I'm not going to do many, much outside tailgating. I mean, I'll stick a, you know, 30 rack of, a, you know, Miller light in the back of my truck or something, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sit out there all day. Uh, we'll, we'll no. find a, a local watering hole or something like that. Well, uh, but needless to say, we are uh, we are going. Actually, a lot of this has transpired in the last really 24 hours. I think you and I were texting about this time, getting it all getting it all squared away. I kind of text you randomly, and then it uh, it went from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. without uh, Chancey knowing, we me and my brother were already kind of talking about it, and we were. I mean, long story short, I. Not ten minutes before I decided we were going to go, I told my wife that ninety nine percent chance I was not going to go, and that one that one percent it clung on to me, man, like a leech in it. And you know what? Now we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty much in the same boat. I kind of kind of looked at my wife, and let's just shout out to the wives real quick who have shout been very supportive of this whole process. So, uh, thank really, you. We uh, love you. Letting us just just scratch this itch. And um, and we're just not going to acknowledge what the cost of doing this is all going to be right now. Uh, we'll get we'll cross that bridge later. But um, but anyway, either way, we're very excited. And 
man, if the dogs, uh, the dogs just showed up in Miami. I mean, from kickoff, there was a lot of people talking about it. The only thing that Michigan won was the coin toss. Yeah. And after that, we completely dominated. And uh, that offensive line that was so touted, we ripped through it like we've been ripping through every other offensive line except Alabama all season long. We went back to the form of what we had been doing. By far, in my opinion, our best game offensively. I felt like offensively it was an incredible game and we just we got back to form defensively and um and so just just a great game all the way around i think that uh, this game felt so much like what we all wanted it to be i mean that having that response and it felt like the defense we went from being the talented group that dominated all year and i think we were talking to our friends caleb and tyler about how this there's the difference between this defense and the 2017 defense has just I mean this is a much more talented top to bottom defense but you felt like the 2017 defense just had that extra edge of, of the passion you know they just played so aggressively and just wanted it more than the opponent and we saw I think last Friday I think we saw that combination come together where we had this I mean, we were head and shoulders, talent-wise, above Michigan. And, I mean, that showed very quickly. But what you saw on top of that was, um, I think there's guys like Trayvon, uh, number 44. Do you, th- what do you, th- you think that guy earned some money on Friday? Oh, my gosh. He played, I mean, he played the game of his life. I mean, across the board, 88, 95, 99, 17. Oh, my gosh. 17, hey, look, 17 hit Super Saiyan, Okay. He has finally come. I feel like I when he had that play, Chancey, where he Jesus. went from the Tell numbers. Tell he, he, he was mirroring the running back. He went from the numbers all the way to the other side of the field, other numbers across the field, and just smacked that dude in the face and put him on the ground. I said to myself, I had flashes. I literally just was like picturing number three on on his back. <laughs> and I said, he has become Roquan. <laughs> <laughs> that's we have literally feel. spoken it into existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like that I mean, was the first game where I said, this dude has finally, like, I, he's played amazing all year. But I was like, this dude is finally, I felt like he looked the same that Roquan Smith did on Friday night. Yeah. Well, and very, very similarly, the playoff game that Roquan showed out when he showed out against Oklahoma in that second half that was the kind of game that Nakobe had. I yeah. mean, it was very reminiscent to me how he was running around out there uh, making those plays. And to me, he was the – I think uh, Darion Kend- – obviously Kendrick had an amazing game. He had a few guys get by him. He had the two interceptions. Um, Nakobe was my, my defensive player of the game with just what he was doing the entire time. I, I he, he was phenomenal. Um, but our defensive line, uh, talk about a complete 180 – from what you were, from what we had the week before, or the the three weeks beforehand in the SEC championship game, um, just just incredible. And um, you're, you're right, the ferocity of how they played. I mean, it was that that was that was what stood out the entire time. I mean, McNamara got mauled. I mean, <laughs> he, he he was. I, you could see him at one time after one of the sacks. He had they had to bring McCarthy in because he waves he waves him in because he was just. He was beat to hell, and um, and, and just there was one play where um, they handed it off to the running back, 
And I think Kirk Herbstreit was in the middle of talking about how Michigan, it was like 17 to nothing at this point, and Michigan needs to like rely on their pre- preparation and, and all this kind of stuff to, this is what got them there and all this stuff. And it, literally as he was saying that Jordan Davis is ripping through the line, hawks the running back down, <laughs> and just eats him. <laughs> it's, it's because they had gotten their first first down since like, I, I think first first down in like three or four drives. And then he's just like, yeah, they get a, build on this like they got to focus on their and yeah Jordan Davis just he threw that guy like it was like a <laughs> ragdoll and that's and that's I mean across the board I felt like we saw what we were anticipating and, and hoping for was this really physical game and we wanted to just come in and say show that game against Alabama one it's in the past but two that's not what that's not what Georgia Bulldogs do and they came every single one of them. I mean, number seven. Dude, d- I think he committed murder a few times on the football field. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not. There's a warrant out for him. <laughs> yeah. Too... I mean, that play where he, it's whenever they brought in McCarthy, and he's, I think he decided he was just going to try to scoot around the end. And some receiver or running back was trying to block Quay, trying to. And Quay just was like sitting there holding him up and just waiting and literally hiding behind him. And he just kind of throws him to the side and just, I mean, murders McCarthy. And I said, that boy is dead. He is on the, <laughs> on the ground. He's dead. And I, I think across the board, Quay, Quay played so well. Channing had a little bit of a quiet game, but Channing still had a good game. I mean, he still had a good game. I think there's not a single player in the defense where I said, you know, they did not have a, a, a at least a, a good game across the board. I mean, you didn't really hear anything about. Did Keely Ringo even play? Was he on the field? Yeah. He was there. <laughs> you didn't you didn't see anything about him. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Which is well, a good thing. And right, and I think we'll get to this in a little bit. That's our that is the game that we play now. Now I want to kind of back up and say, from a defensive standpoint, the matchup was. Perfect. I mean, this was a perfect matchup for us. So really, we're we're looking at um, Michigan relies on the run. Everything that they do depends on them being able to run the ball effectively. Well, our bread and butter is not letting you do that, and keeping making that not an option. So I, I do want to say that our preparation, yes, was our preparation looked incredible. Our our defensive scheme, scheme schemes were phenomenal. We we knew everything that Michigan was going to do almost the entire time. I yep. think 90% of the time we were ready for anything they threw at us. And um, they only had a few big plays, a couple deep balls down the sideline um, and got a couple run plays. But their longest run was like 15, 17 yards, something like that. Haskin kind of got to the outside, to the right side a little bit. Oh, I remember that because Fowler and Herbstreit were so surprised that they were like, they pointed it out. It's like, that's the biggest run play they've had all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, that, that being like, just just to say all that, this was a perfect matchup for us, and, and Michigan just was not ready. They had not played a team that came close to us from the defensive side of the ball just with that, the talent, the, the size of talent, and then the size of human. They just were not ready for, for what we had. Um, we were just we were faster, stronger, smarter, and, and better prepared than they were. Yes. Yes, we were. Uh did you happen to see man i was trying to look it up i thought i was hoping you were gonna keep going here for a second um hold on one second um yeah so they had like their the the t-shirts that the linemen wore oh, there was like the joe moore 
Uh, so what did they? What did they end up? What was their rushing total? That that was what was on the T-shirt. It ended up being like yeah. So they had yeah yeah. So they had um, you know they won the Joe Moore Award for the greatest offensive line unit in the country or whatever. And there was this these T-shirts that they wore whenever they were in warmups that was like run the damn ball, which is really more of a Georgia saying than anything. So I guess maybe it was tongue in cheeks, maybe a little shade there. And then, I mean, somebody edited it to say 27 attempts for 91 yards at the bottom of it or something like that. <laughs> or 87 yards or whatever. And I'm just like, that is perfect. And the funniest thing is I saw several of the dudes, like Devontae Wyatt, he shared it. Zion Logue, he shared it. So they're like, and Zion Logue said, uh, Joe Moore award my ass or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, man, these Gosh. guys are having fun with it too. I mean, it's like, it's like Kirby talked about in that uh, in the halftime speech against Florida. It's like they don't say nothing. I mean, I felt like we were disciplined. That kickoff, or excuse me, the punt towards the beginning of the game. Well, we had two. There are two running backs. We're trying to fight uh, Zeus and Amir Speed on that punt, and and Amir Speed just put his hands in the air and he backed away. Zeus just like laughed and just walked away. <laughs> I mean, we were disciplined, and then after the game, you can say all you can say anything you want, man. Whenever you beat somebody thirty-four to eleven, you can say anything you want, and we and the did. Score the score was not reflective of of how much we dominated them, which is pretty much the way it looked for us the entire season. I mean, this was our textbook game. We had had uh, twelve of these games before the SEC championship, where really the second half you're just you're just running the ball and um, and get a few getting a few chunk plays down the field and uh and that's that's pretty much what we did i mean it was a uh, just defensively we got back to what we know and it, there's not an i think people need to understand there's not an equal comparison to what we're going to play against alabama again i mean this is not what we're going up against has nothing to do with what we just played this past weekend and i think that's part of that is what and i'm thinking about that from a defensive perspective that to me is what we need to uh, need to be thinking about but the other thing um trying to make sure i don't miss anybody on the defense we talked about darion kendrick the guy had two picks oh lord you can just um, go down the list man i mean let me pick pick somebody and just <laughs> just, <laughs> just rave about him for a oh, minute so nolan smith had had a great game i didn't even realize this until we were looking at the box score but uh he actually led the team in tackles but he had like two forced fumbles we only i think we only got one of them um, but one yeah, of them, he, he knocked the one. He knocked the one that uh, McNamara had like pulled back in. Right how there. the hell did that ball go back? I don't. I, well, the dude, he he just it was like hungry, hungry hippos. He just jumped out and just pulled it back in. I mean, I don't know how he was able to escape the guy's reach. And um, Nolan's got some he, bad lucks with balls bouncing around him too. I mean, Nolan should have like laid on top of him. I mean, Nolan should have had that ball. But I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and nitpick the only thing that so I, I will say the the one thing that we we can talk about this and come back to to more of the defense because i mean we can gush out of the defense also we hadn't even talked about uh you know qb1 yet um which we will get into but one the one thing that i think that we can nitpick about this game that has been a topic of conversation since then was the uh clock management management after we got the interception right before halftime and it looked to me like there was a lot of miscommunication because they start off running the ball. We got one timeout left. I mean, what do we have? A minute thirty? Minute thirty? I mean, like, you yeah, drive. There's like a minute, minute thirty-four, something like that. You drive down and at least get a field goal right there. I mean, no doubt. And I, I mean, every all these guys have headsets on. I mean, maybe remember 
in the Rose Bowl whenever it was late in the half and we they kicked the they kicked the kickoff and Tay Crowder grabbed it, right? They, and we did they squibbed it. Yeah. And we got it right there. <laughs> and our coordinator was in the elevator coming down to 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 you know go into the locker room because you know we didn't think we were gonna you know we were just gonna take a knee or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe it was a similar situation. Maybe Munkin was just on his way down to the locker room or something because, I mean, all these guys got freaking headsets. They can talk to each other. And I'm obviously chance. I mean, Chancey, were you on the field? (laughs) Obviously, Kirby was displeased that we were not trying to move the ball down the field. So, I mean, where's the communication? Well, the thing that I struggled with and and everybody saw Kirby was out of his mind about the whole thing and but I was pretty frustrated with him because it's like you have that timeout stop the madness just stop the mad like if, if it's not happening the way you need to just stop it like we we can set up our plays I mean you want to keep that timeout but if, it, if you're if you're losing it and you get down to inside a minute just call the call a freaking timeout just to, to stop whatever's going on I mean that that was my thought about that. Stetson Stetson definitely screwed that up um whether the communic or whoever communicated him screwed up, whatever the case, at some point that there was a mess up. But in my mind, I'm thinking about Kirby, and I'm like, dude, if you're getting pissed off about this, use your timeout. Just just stop it. Yeah. Because it was some something was not happening right, and just get. I, I know you want to save that to be able to set up a field goal, or whatever it is. But you burned the whole thing, so it's like <clears throat> you 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 use that. You can't take that timeout into the half with you. So if you if you see what's happening, stop the clock, get on the same page. And come up with whatever the game plan is going to be to finish out the half. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That's that. That was that was what I got frustrated with. I know Stetson, whatever whatever information he got, he either got the wrong information or didn't do what he needed to with what he got because it was just slow going. And and fortunately, we weren't in a situation where it ended up playing into that because I mean it was what twenty seven to three at that point or whatever whatever the twenty four to three whatever it was. Yeah. And um. Yeah, twenty seven. So we were. We were in a we we're obviously in a very good spot, but um, we've been in those situations before where we're up up by a significant margin and you screw up an opportunity and everything changes. Comes back to bite so, you in the tail, right? Yeah. And, and so I think we were not in that situation. We obviously weren't in that situation Saturday night or fr- Friday night, but um, but that's what I struggled with from hearing a lot of people talk about how we didn't manage that well. Um, to me, a lot of that's on Kirby for not just putting the fire out. And letting us regroup, and then try to attack the attack the rest of that drive. I agree. I agree. I mean, he should he should have done it. I mean, I understand trying to save it, but after the first down run, which I'm sure he didn't want that, I can kind of see where you might want to do a first down run, and then just hurry up to the line, do a shorter throw, try to get the first down, kind of thing. Uh, but man, he's he he should have. I mean. It doesn't matter. I mean, we there was time in between the interception and whenever we were getting set. I mean, there was a lot of time that was just dead ball time. I mean, you you should have had. I mean, from the get go, they should have known what they were going to do. I mean, are you going to run your two minute offense or not? I mean, you got a minute thirty four. Go ahead and do it. And so um, that was the one thing that you can nitpick a little bit about. I mean, I at the end of the day, it didn't really end up mattering, but. You know, if we play Alabama and we need to get some points there, the, I mean, when's the last time we've had like a two-minute offense? I mean, the thing is, we really hadn't had to do it this year. We really hadn't had to going in the half. We really never had really a, a reason to be trying to hurry down the field. Um, but we really except against Florida, no. whenever we scored three touchdowns in two minutes. That's a good point. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, 
I mean, well, that was also one of one of them was a defensive touchdown. But yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> you're 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 not wrong on that front. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else we can complain about. To be honest with you, I mean, defense played lights out. We had what are we? What am I looking at here? Five. That's, I almost said five. They're like ten different receivers uh, that uh, called a pass. Uh, also, I mean, who knew that old Kenny Mack was such a good quarterback, man? We should have had him back there the whole year, right? <laughs> well, apparently, in uh, James Cook in the uh, after the <laughs> after in the press conference talked about how he was very surprised that they even called that Munkin called the play because Kenny had done so bad <laughs> yeah. at the play all practice or for the all week long. Yeah, he and, said uh, he said, Yeah, Kenny Kenny hadn't thrown a good pass all week, man. <laughs> <laughs> and just threw a dime. I mean through through A D open. I mean it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. uh just a just incredible. I mean Sometimes um, that's all it takes, man. A little bit of the adrenaline. Yeah, man. Oh he, yeah. He slung that ball. But uh but really, if talking about the offense, to me, our best performance all season long. I mean, I think it was safe to say from a play calling perspective, from a preparation perspective, execution. I think was the big thing. I mean, you could tell we were we were in sync. Our receivers um, just making great plays. Brock Bowers is still just absolutely incredible. Um, the, that first pass there. He might be the only person in college football that could have caught that ball. I mean, the way he was, the way he was going. I mean, there was there's only a few guys that could catch that ball the and way that play, it was going. That play was sexy. I, I mean, mean, it was <laughs> it was unbelievable. When he caught that ball, I was like, okay, this game might be a little different. And uh, it never stopped after that. And uh, running backs were everywhere. I mean, catching the ball, running the ball, blocked incredibly well. Um, just they were all over the place. Everybody offense played very physical for me. I mean, I felt like the receivers and the tight ends, everybody was super physical. The whole team did. Long. The whole team, I think, just wanted to come in and make a statement. And they Absolutely. said, we're, we're going to come in here and smack you in the mouth, and you're not going to be able to recover from it. I feel like, and you're right. I mean, the offense, you see that video of George Pickens just tossing the safety in the ground? I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> everybody, was, everybody had a point to prove, like you said. And the – the obvious, which is not an elephant in the room anymore, is this uh, 5'9", 5'10 guy uh, that uh, can can throw the football every now and then. Um, I think it's safe to say he shut everybody up and had the performance of his career uh, in a college football playoff game. And um, I think I would like to say I feel like we were very much um, – I, I felt like throughout the season we, we talked about it and, – and, I'm not ever saying that I felt like he could have a game like this, but he needed his opportunity to be able to prove himself, and he proved himself this past this past Friday. Yeah. And Stetson uh, just just had an incredible game. Uh, you could tell he you could tell the guy's pissed off. I mean, he he you can tell he all the noise and everything hasn't gotten to him. If anything, he he he, he knows what the noise is and is trying to prove it wrong. And um, I've just been very. I was just super impressed with how he played that game. Um, his mobility, there was a couple plays that were the line was collapsing. He was able to make a play, get big gains with his feet. Um, and the, the balls he threw, I mean, holy cow, man. Those He hit so many <laughs> hitting guys in stride. I mean, it was just it was beautiful. That, that last touchdown to Cook, he, he gets hit by a truck. 
<laughs> as he's delivering that ball. If you go back and watch it, you can see his head snap back. And I'm like, I thought that he thought he had a concussion, and but he throws it right into Cook's hands as he's streaking down the sideline, and um, just had an incredible, incredible game. That was what was most impressive to me was that he had the accuracy. I mean, that throw to Burton, the throw, the long throw to Cook, the toss, the the play you're talking about where he just kind of lofted it up to him. You know, he's on a, on a leaking route that's just going towards the pylon uh, on, on that last touchdown. I mean, he had a couple of throws uh, over the middle to some of the tight ends. I mean, that he threw when he had milliseconds before he was about to get hit. And he threw him on, on a dime. And that was what was most impressive to me because – I mean, all offensive line dominated. I mean, we didn't talk about them enough leading into this game, but our offensive line, Jamari Sawyer. I, you know what I knew this game this game was going to be different is whenever there was Jordan Davis, Zamir White, and Kobe Dean, and Jamari Sawyer lined up to go out as captains. And I mean, I've never seen a more. I need that picture. I don't. Does anybody? I don't know if anybody has a picture of that, but it needs to be my new computer background. Slash, like, I'll put it, I'll plaster it all over the, my wall in here or something. Like, I need to hang that picture because it literally is just like, these dudes look like they're about to go out there. And, and I mean, I've never seen a more focused group of, of, of leaders on a team. And I um, I think that all kind of, you saw how that kind of leaked down to the rest of the team. The offensive line jailed so well. There's not a single offensive lineman that I, I mean, normally you can see, like, Schaefer, for instance, I mean, he's had a couple of games where somebody's, or you've, he's been a weak spot. Erickson, for sure, has been a weak spot at times. And there's not a single offensive lineman that I can think, like, by name, that played poorly in this game. McClendon and Sawyer played their tail off, man. And, I mean, especially Sawyer. I mean, did you see the video where he just, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, he just ate his lunch, man. Aiden Hutchinson made one single play. The quote-unquote number one pick, number one overall pick, which is so stupid. <laughs> it's just dumb. Because you know who's better than him? Probably half the, the defensive ends in the SEC. Definitely Will Anderson. The, well, he's the outside linebacker. But you know what I'm saying, like that kind of position group. And you mean to tell me this guy's going to be number one overall pick? Jamari Sawyer just bodied him. The How whole many? game. The whole game. Like he, he, I mean, he, he literally owned him the entire game. And they caught, like I said, they called his name once. They talked about him all game, and then they talked about him when he got that uh, little like screen out to Bowers, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yep, he didn't get mentioned the rest well, of was, the game. That was the only play. That, <laughs> that's the only play he made. <laughs> he had his one one tackle for loss. He, he's credited for four tackles. Who was the other man? He's not even on the damn box. There was like an. There's the other. All right, so there's Chris Hinton. It was a high-profile recruit. He didn't do nothing. Who is the other defensive end that's supposed to be opposite of him that's supposed to be really good? <laughs> I don't think he's on the box score. <laughs> I mean, these guys, Warren McClendon is the most underrated offensive lineman in the country, man. I That guy can do no wrong, and he doesn't he get, doesn't get any spotlight, nothing like that. But anyway, I'm across the board, offensive line played great. A couple things about Stetson. What he did... On, on Friday, I feel like, I think one, even the guys who were so far JT, I think they, they got swayed. Because it's not, I think people got to get over this thought that it's some sort of just narrative, the reason that he's playing right now. Like, they think that Kirby just likes him more than JT. Or he's a South Georgia boy, so he's he's playing over JT. Like, he's, 
I mean, these Kirby things can give two craps about that. Doesn't care whatsoever. <laughs> and you mean to tell me these people are on on these message boards and everything? I mean, people say stuff like that and they believe it. And I'm like, guys, this kid had had one bad game, I and mean, he didn't do great against Florida, but he did not do anything to really lose that ball game. But he had one bad game all year. And if you look at his stats and look at his play across the board, he played pretty darn good. I mean, he's not—he's more than a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. Then he goes in there, and this is a top 10 defense, Chancey, coming in this game. Top 10 defense, top 5 in a lot of categories coming in this game. And he shreds them for 310 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Player with, with, almost, with, with over 200 of those coming in the first half. Like almost like two two fifty in the first half of the ball game. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have to pass in the second half. We didn't we didn't even try to. And he had a passer rating of like one hundred and eighty five. Like a very good game, great game. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just tired of like at this point if there's somebody that's not getting behind him. Like if you're complaining because you think that there's a some elite quarterback that's just sitting on the bench, I just I have I have no words. I don't even know what to tell you anymore. Like. Stetson Bennett's going to to start and play the entire game against Alabama in the national championship. And um, and I I feel very comfortable with that. I'm very very comfortable with that statement because um, the guy hit a, another gear and he's been underrated all season uh, in a lot of ways. And we and we've talked about him. I don't think we've said any. To, to me, I feel like you and I have been pretty. I haven't been. I have been support of, supportive of Stetson because he's our starting quarterback. And he got us a twelve and zero. Well, I think and we've been appropriately critical of them. Like I think yeah, there's some yeah. things that we are like. I mean, there's it's very easy to to, to kind of say, all right, this is his weakness. Like he, this is a bad ball. Like he's thrown, he's been inaccurate sometimes. But it's not like I, I feel like just our fan base in general has just not given him a single bit of credit. Uh, not and not everybody. I think a lot of people love Stetson, but I mean, there's a large contingent. They're just like. Yeah, this guy sucks. Put JT in. Like I, I don't care what you say. Like start JT and all this. I'm like, that's a terrible. Like that's just a w- terrible way to go about it. And like, how can you watch that game last Friday and ha- have those kind of thoughts and then like see the other quarterback doing so well and like enjoy it? How did how did you enjoy the game if you think like like that? Well, in my in my and to give them some to give those those people some. Uh, it's not. I guess I go to bat for him a little bit. If you look at who has won the national championship the last X number of years, you have a generational in the NFL quarterback. Um, and, and and so I, I get the. It really really helps your chances. <laughs> it really makes it life a lot easier when you have that guy who can hit another gear. And we saw it in the SEC championship game when you have that Bryce Young who can make all the throws that only he can make. And Right now, is Stetson going to light up in the NFL? Probably not. Don't feel real good about it. <laughs> the guy's never going to play. And He's so not. He is I, absolutely I, not going to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> and so, and so it, it's like uh, I, I get that sentiment that he's not going to be – he's not a generational guy. Yeah. And so um, – But the, but but the, the difference time, is we don't have a – people think that we have a Bryce Young or maybe not even a Bryce Young. People think that we have a Joe Burrow, I guess, on, on the bench. And we don't. We don't. Right. Right, and that's and that's kind of what that's kind of what I mean. It's like we don't have that guy, so we're not going to play him because he's not there. Yeah, and so you have to play the best guy. And I think Stetson Stetson showed this this past Friday that he can, if given the the if he 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 kind of broke through. I think this game, and um and and went to that next level. 
and threw for 300-something yards when he, like I say, he did most of that in the first half and didn't have to throw the ball anymore. I mean, if we wanted to continue throwing, we could, but there wasn't a need for it, and our guys, our, our running backs, were able to take take over and, and win the game. Um, but I think as we kind of talk about, we'll talk about Alabama here in a second, but um, he's, he's our guy for this season. He's the guy that got us to 12-0 and 0 and then did not have a good SEC championship game. We, we had to put the – our defense just didn't show up, and we had to put the whole thing on his back, and he couldn't handle it. And I think what everybody was looking for is, is the guy that could handle it, and we just don't have that guy. I mean, I don't think JT would have been able to do uh, much better, and he may have, but uh, I think what we saw in the Orange Bowl it was that um, Stetson is who we need right now to, to take us to where we need to go. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but we're going to the national championship, and he started the majority of the season. So I, <laughs> I, I did the math, and it all it's, it's working out pretty good. Yeah, I don't – I just – it's it's funny because I just nobody thinks that Stetson is this elite talent. I mean, I I love the guy and I pull for him and I've pulled for him all season. But I mean, I know he's not going to play in the NFL. I know that he's not a Bryce Young. I know that he's not a Joe Burrow or a you know Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. Or I mean, those all these quarterbacks who are like you said, generational talents, players that are all starting in the NFL. They literally that entire group. And I just have a tough time. I mean, the guy, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm not even trying to give him, like, this, like, he's, this excuse that he's just like, oh, like, he's a DGD, like, he's just played his heart out and all this stuff. Like, of course, that's great, and I love that, but it's not only, I mean, like, I, I think everybody wants to see production on the field, and I think that he just has been wrongly criticized to it to a degree where he gets zero credit and that's what bothers me the most and honestly that's what makes me want to pull for him even more it's not even an underdog thing it's just like these people don't know what they're talking about are just being overly critical and not giving him a single chance to to show show them what he's he's worth and um in this game it doesn't it didn't really matter if people believed him in him or not he believed in himself and he went out there and he shredded this Michigan defense that was, I mean, across the board was top ten in the country. Well, and you you saw it in the when uh, Marty was talking to him after the game, and they were in the on the field, and they were talking, and he pretty much said, "I don't care what anybody says." He's like, "The only thing I worry about is who's the only people I care about." And you can hear them, you can hear the team chanting his name and hyping him up, saying, man, while, man, man, man. <laughs> while he's literally in the in the in the little uh in the post game uh post game talk and uh, to me that was that was the moment where it's like this team believes in this guy and knows this this guy's the guy that just led him to a 34-11 win in a college football playoff game and um is taking him to the national championship yeah they're on that guy's team like they're they they're and they love him they oh love Stetson oh yeah you hear the, you hear these boys talking to him talking about his flip phone and talking about how he don't care and he got he's got chaw in and all this kind of stuff i mean these kids these kids love this dude these big old boys from from like these, these big old boys are looking at this kid like where's this boy from <laughs> like where did this kid come from and and they love it because they just see how hard he works and the guy just puts his head down gets better and is yeah. preparing his tail off and um I, I don't know what he's gonna do in indy i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen um but the guy got us to to uh 13 and one in incredible fashion um yes it was a whole team effort yes we have a generational defense I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay that our defense is the one that got us here. It's not our quarterback that got us here. It is our quite possibly we'll find out after this after this game is this one of the best defenses all time, and this game they have the chance to prove that. Um, if we go and win this game because of our defense, I'm gonna sleep pretty well Monday night. Like I'm, I'm not, not gonna sleep Monday night if we win well, this. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Tuesday night. <laughs> it's that's the part that I, I guess I'm getting at is we if we do this and um, the more I talk about that, the more it gets me very <laughs> it starts to get me uh, feeling weird. Um, and we do it in a fashion that's not typical of what's been happening in college yeah. football these last few years, I'm going to be very okay with it. <laughs> I'm going to do just fine. That is great. That is all all great points because you're right. I mean, you've seen this trend over the last, really the last five years. It has turned from the dominant defenses and the pro-style offenses, you know, into a full-on Alabama of all teams has completely shifted within a decade from this hard-nosed running team to passing the ball on three straight downs. And so we're seeing this shift in college football even to the Blue Bloods who have won with a hard-nosed run game and and a great defense. And, I mean, the LSUs, the Alabamas, I mean, you've seen it across the board. I mean, these teams that are traditionally not like this, and we are still a little bit more like that. But I, I think we got the capability, but we just, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people, I, I completely agree with you, what you said earlier. I think a lot of people think to win a championship, you've got to have a elite quarterback. you got to have that Baker Mayfield or a, a Caleb Williams, you know, who's going to be just a freak athlete, you know, or Patrick Mahomes. Well, and, and I'll say this too. If we go and lose this game and get wiped out again, then that might be the narrative right now. That might be the situation. And, and that's and that's the worst case. I mean, that's the that be that would suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put my put my my whatever hat on is for for doing this. Is the if that's the case, then yes, our type of team got us to where we needed to be, and it took a generational defense to get you there. Um, if do you need more? I think we have the pieces to not have to have that guy to be able to make this happen. I think our team overall, I think we're healthier than we were when we were in Atlanta. I think we were um I think now we've we've been popped in the mouth and we've bounced back and we we have we are a different team now from a from a mentality perspective from a um we have the menta- we we know now that we're that's not who we are. That Atlanta that game in Atlanta was not our team. So we proved that. So now that's under our belt. So we have we're going into this game having gotten knocked down, but got back up and beat the hell out of the next guy that was standing there and trying to get back against Alabama. And so I think we we're in a whole different mindset because and, and Alabama was very much in our situation, um, to a degree, going in to play us. I mean we were Michigan was the the pristine, like there, it's the it's the story of Michigan coming back and beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten and coming into the, this game and they're going to the national. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> and so that was the same way with Bama is with us. Everybody was riding our train and like there's nothing that can stop Georgia. There's nothing that can that can that can slow this team down. That can no one can score on this defense. And Bama scored three touchdowns in the second quarter. Yeah, and. Um, the, that so that narrative has passed, 
And so we don't have to worry about that being the conversation. Nick Saban gets to use that we're favored in this game right now. I mean, we're – I don't know what the – still three. It's up to three. It's up to three. It's up to three. So, so – Sorry, go ahead. No, all I was going to say is, is that's the one thing that Saban has going for him right now is that the world still thinks, the world being Vegas, that uh, that Georgia is, is still the better team even after we, we lost to them – in the fashion that we did. And uh, so it's going to be interesting just from a mentality perspective going into this. Yeah. I mean, the Vegas number, um, to lose to them by 17 points, just like literally almost to the day a month ago, um, we're recording this on the the third, um, and still, and to be favored, they opened the line at two and a half, and it's gone up to three, meaning people have said, the dogs are going to cover the two and a half point spread. I I don't even know. It's crazy how that, I don't know how that all that works because yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, this is a team that. I mean, if think about it objectively, if we try to look at it from I don't know a Clemson fans' eyes or whatever, they see these two teams, these two Titans that are comparable to the Clemson program, of course, but they also know it's like man, this Georgia team. How do you beat them twice in a row? with it like in a month like i don't know if that's possible and that's that's the kind of the 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 thought process that i have in this is that the last time we've been in this situation to where i mean that feels pretty comparable to this is was when we played auburn in 2017 and lost to him in the regular season got just our face wiped in the crap kind of beat down and then we beat them in the sec championship handily by three touchdowns what is the difference in a month? I think it's a lot, and I think the preparation is going to be completely different. And and we can kind of get into the Alabama game here, but I mean, I think what we're going to see is a team that's going to play like we did against Michigan, except for prepared for Alabama. And I'm, by that I mean like against Alabama, how many times did we feel like we weren't hitting hard, we weren't wrapping up, we weren't we weren't playing the big play? I felt like Alabama, and we didn't get any pressure. And then in this game, and and Alabama's offense, offensive line has given up sacks this year. They've given up pressure this year. This is not the same offensive line, and we made them look like all Americans across the board. That's not going to be the case. I think that's going to be by far the biggest change in this game, and I'm very excited to sit there and witness it in person. And I've, I'm seriously, I'm sitting here getting giddy thinking about it. But I, I think that's going to be the biggest difference because I mean, 44, 88, 95, 99. You name it across the board, everybody is going to be licking their chops because this is going to be the time. It's one game, do or die. Are you going to be a national championship or not? Are you elite or are you not? But I think just right off the bat, that's going to be the biggest difference in this ball game between last uh, earlier last month. Well, and a quick shout out. We didn't really mention this. Um, our defensive coordinator, and I guess he technically wasn't. Uh, if he wasn't labeled defensive coordinator anymore, you could have told me different. But Dan Lanning, just a hell of a performance just in Great terms job. of coaching. And if you watched him during the game, um, <laughs> I, I mentioned this to you, and this kind of a, an aside, SEC Network did a hometown broadcast where our radio broadcast was over 
that was dubbed over the the video for the game and so scott howard was on the radio and all that for and you could hear him instead of kirk and, and chris so i recorded that well come to find out they had a camera on kirby the entire game and sweet lord i was dog tired <laughs> after watching that watching the replay and i knew how the game was going to turn out he had me worked up <laughs> just watching him the whole time and i was like poor cameraman having to try to just keep the camera on him the whole time but you got to see interactions with dan and and uh and really get to, to watch that you're talking about a guy who was laser focused on that game the guy who has a new head coaching gig and, and kirby was in this, the same exact spot when he came to us, I mean, he was he was in the same spot. Probably has helped Dan through a lot of this to figure out how to navigate this and, and prepare for what he's going to do. Um, but to to give everything that he has through this whole transition, um, hats off to him, man. And I and just to see what he did in that game, I know he's going to give it everything he's got for this national championship because um, he wants that ring bad. I mean, he th- these are these are his boys. And he's going on to his next chapter next year, but the, yeah. this is still his team. I I completely agree with that. Like he is a players coach, but he is a disciplined coach, and he is also a very prepared coach. And I, I I respect the hell out of Dan Lanning. I think a lot of people realize like this guy's. I mean, he's not old. Like he's he's about to go get his head coaching gig, and he's what forty years old or something like that. Maybe a little golly, he might be a little younger than that. Um, he is. One of those guys that I knew whenever he was sticking around. I knew he was going to stick around. I just knew that was going to be a, de- a decision he made. And and you're right. Him and Glenn Schumann, I mean, you've always heard that they are so close to that linebacker core. And, and across the board on the defense, they are just guys. They love these guys. And I knew he was not going to just up and leave them like, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley did. Um so anyway, I'm I'm excited. I, I, Dan Lanning, the fact that he's still here and he wants it, I completely agree. But you know, you got to be excited about you know Glenn Schumann getting an opportunity, Will Muschamp getting an opportunity. What is that going to look like in the national championship? I really don't think it's going to change much. But moving forward, you know, we might see Glenn Schumann. I think maybe step into that role next year. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of big, a lot of positive conversation around him, and we'll have plenty of time for that. He's 35, by the way. Do a little reconnaissance. Uh, Dan Lanning uh, is 35? Dan Lanning is 35 years old. That's born my in, brother's age. Born in 1986. Um, I got I to see this for myself. So, um, so yeah. So, I just looked that up. That's pretty wild. Holy um, hell. <laughs> dude's young. Well, he's got like three kids. That's why I thought he was like 40. I mean, he's he's got a, he's got a big family. So, I, I kind of figured he was a little bit older. But 35 years old, man. Good for him. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I mean he's got to yeah. be one. That's got to be one of the youngest uh, head coaches in the country. Well, and um, and I kind of talked about it whenever we found out he was going. As I was, I was surprised his name wasn't getting brought up more. Uh, and then it kind of the thing with Oregon happened relatively quickly. But uh, just impressed with him uh, and what he's done and how he performed or how he has prepared on, on Friday. And he even said he's like, it's kind of nice because. I get the first half of the day is all dogs, and then in the evening time, after after everything ties up, they've still got three hours. They're three hours behind, so there's a lot of day left on that side of the that side oh of the country. Oh my gosh! You know so he's he's probably sleeping two hours a night. I don't even want to imagine how much caffeine that man has consumed <laughs> in the, in the last month. Uh, but anyway, uh, all that being said. Um, I think you're right uh, from a from the defensive standpoint. Just the lack of pressure that we got, um, 
you hear a lot. I think Lewisine talked about that after the game. He said we we made it too complicated. He said they we tried to scheme. We tried to scheme up to Alabama. We tried to scheme and play their scheme to their game to a degree and not play our game and how we approach uh, approach the defensive side of the ball. And so you can tell that there was a little bit of trying to because every time you play Bama, there's a there's a Bama factor. As much as I hate it, there's a you're playing Bama factor. And uh, we're going to get the best version of this Bama team. So we can just go ahead, we can just go ahead and put it out there. We're going to get the best version of Bryce Young. We're going to get the best version of Brian Robinson. We're going to get the best version of Will Anderson. We're going to get the best version of all these guys. So just go ahead, take that to the bank. Um, What are we going to do to neutralize some of their best players? What are we going to do to make them need their best game to be able to play with us? And um, so I think you're exactly right. The only way we win this game is if we get pressure on Bryson. We said that last time. Uh, but whatever the case was, we just didn't we didn't do what we had to do. Uh, and I think from a uh, defensively, we our defense lost us that game because it didn't do what it had done all season to get us there. And, and that's a huge that's a huge deal. So if our defense is able to play up to speed, Bama can put some points on us. I think a huge piece that if we're looking at it from the defensive side of the ball, there's a guy out there, or there's a guy that was out there that's not going to be out there, and he's number eight, and Mechie is not going to be out. There. And so him. Him not being out there, man. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's huge. That yeah. is huge because if because really that second half they didn't put up a ton of points. They really scored all those points in the in the second quarter, yeah. and they had the touchdown uh, in the in the first quarter. They had the they scored those points. They scored a bunch of points um, in the in the second half, but really that they slowed down. I mean that second quarter just hit us like a whirlwind, and we were playing catch up after that. And so we gave them multiple opportunities because we were trying to throw the ball and weren't having a whole lot of success. Uh, and we're not able to sustain a ton of drives uh, consistently. Um, we don't get behind in this ball game and we play with them. We don't let that second – that second quarter doesn't happen. And this is a whole different scenario that we're talking about. And mm-hmm. not having Mechie, not having not having uh, Williams and Mechie on the same field at the same time. Now, they've still got guys that are backing them up. What's his name? What's that 18 – I forget what that number eighteen. His name is Salter or something like that. Um, Slater, I think, is his. Uh, I think is what his name is. Is it not Bolden? Bolden, is that what it is? I don't know what it is. I don't know, dude. I might be mixing up my. Uh, yeah, Slade Bolden. Slade Bolden. So, I got his. Damn, I'm perfect. good, man. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, was, I was like, I was thinking Slade, and I was like, there's Sladen or whatever it was. Anyway, um, that guy had a touchdown during the game. I think um, his name they, is Slade Bolden. <laughs> What, I'm, I, I jacked Slade that Slade Bolden. But no, Slade I mean, Bolden. Slade, Slade, I mean, I'm saying like you were on the same, you were, you were on the same track. I just don't, but I, I just don't like using all the syllables, you know, and I'm going to mix it up and just get to my point as quick as possible. Uh, no, I think that's hilarious because I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, and his last name Bolden, but I was like, God, that could be any of the teams that I watched on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Slade Bolden. And he's, so, he's a good player. Yeah, he's, right. he's the, uh, it, He's kind of a, a slot guy. I mean, he's he's quick. He's twitchy. I guess is the best well, way to put it. He's he's not a Mechie, and so they had no. to put and so they had to put Williams. Williams kind of moved into Mechie's spot. He wasn't really streaking down the sideline, um, but Bama completely changed what was their perceived identity for Cincinnati. They ran the ball for like how many? He ran for over two hundred yards Who? or whatever. Didn't Robinson run for over two hundred yards? Wasn't it like two hundred and 
I forget what his um, this this past game. Yeah, he ran. It was something stupid. He broke a bunch of uh, records. Let me, let me go. Ahead. Yeah, two oh four. Yeah, twenty six for two oh four. And um, I had no clue. I mean, so I I told you I kind of was busy, you know, being a father that day. So it was kind of tough for me to to watch a lot of that game. But yeah, I I did not. I knew he had success. I had no clue he went over two hundred yards against that. No, they, they didn't throw. They, they didn't throw the ball. Like Bryce Young yeah. was non-existent. Yeah, Cause, and he didn't have to. And he didn't have to play. I mean, he didn't have to do anything because Robinson was took the game and 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 went nuts. Um, well, so, they covered the thirteen and a half, which is what I expected. <laughs> it, it, yes, <laughs> they did. They did do that. Let's see what was uh, what was Bryce Young's. Um, yeah, Bryce Young didn't even break 200 yards. Yeah. Now he had three touchdowns. <laughs> Is that so, the first time all year that he had gone over 200? I'm about to check that right now. It's very possible. 17 of 28. So, I mean, he what was 181. That's the first time all year he's not gone over 200. Hell, that's the first time, almost the first time all year he hadn't gone over 300. He said, okay, I'll take that back. He's had like four games the whole year. And they were all against, well, except for Mississippi. For the most part, it was against, like, nobodies, you know, where they didn't have to throw the game, a ball. Like, New Mexico State, where he th- still threw it for 270 yards. Um, well, and and Bama had um, Bama had two touchdowns in the first half. Uh, they they went into the half uh, up 17-3, to three, I think. And then, yeah, 17-3. Uh, to three. And, uh, anyway, they, just, they didn't put up a ton of points. They didn't really have to. Their game was very similar to ours, and Cincinnati never really had a chance. And um, I don't feel like they... Cincinnati did not stop them like we stopped Michigan. And, I mean, obviously they didn't – I mean, I'm saying like – sorry, Alabama did not stop them like we stopped Michigan. I feel like Cincinnati, that offensive – I mean, that Desmond Ritter, they – he's just completely overrated. That entire offense is overrated. But Cincinnati did exactly what we talked about. They just had no pass rush. They had no – and they had no – they had no ability to, to stop the run. So it's like the trenches is what's going to win a ball game. Cincinnati is never going to be able to match up against an Alabama, ever. Like unless unless something completely shifts in the landscape of college football. I mean, if you don't win the trenches, you don't win the ball game. It's almost always the case. And I don't care. I mean, that's why these Pac-12 teams, like in Oregon, you know, in the past, I mean, have had these prolific offenses. I mean, they and they get these runners out in space and all this stuff. It doesn't matter. If you get to the quarterback and stop the quarterback from being and harass the quarterback and keep them from being able to be comfortable in the pocket and much less be able to make a play down the down the field, like it doesn't matter. Your sped offense is, is nullified. So anyway, I the Cincinnati team, I never really gave them much of a chance. They scored six points. Good for them. Uh, it's just not Alabama, us, Ohio State, Clemson, and probably one or two other teams. And the, I mean those those first four are the only ones that are recruiting on a level. And Texas A&M had, like, the best recruiting class this year. Who cares? They're still going to be irrelevant. But, I mean, these those those teams are the only ones that are recruiting at a level that they could go compete in games like this. Cincinnati just happens to have this compounding effect, essentially. I mean, you got this this really uh, – they have a great coach. I mean, I, I think Luke Fickle's a, a fantastic football coach. But then you have this, this built up of these, you know – fifth-year seniors, these six-year seniors with the COVID rule and all that, and you got these these two cornerbacks who played really well. They play in the AAC. I mean, they struggle with Navy. They struggle with Tulsa. I mean, it's it's just not even comparable. Should they have been in the – did they deserve to be there? I don't know. That's up for debate. <laughs> well, I, I, think, uh, I think it settled the narrative 
I don't like using that word, but it settled the, to me, I almost, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, just let it, let's, let's, let's let them get in and just watch it, <laughs> watch it happen. And that way it can kind of, it can kind of end the debate and end the argument. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and, I, I think, I think, and I think that's what it did. I mean, I think it's like, okay, like you let this undefeated group of five team in and they played the best team, well, the you know, number one, number one team in the country and they got blown out, didn't even have a chance. So I'm not. I don't know, man. Maybe in the future they're not going to be letting somebody in. <laughs> the Cincinnati team is going to drop off really hard, though. They, they get a lot of upperclassmen. So anyway, I'm not concerned about them whatsoever. Well, and I think it it kind of this this college football playoff, uh, the, the semifinal matchup, uh, these both these matchups. Um, very few of our semifinal games in the history of this have actually panned out to be. Uh, pretty impressive ball games. I think our game with Oklahoma is by by far uh, uh, a thousand times the most uh, exciting playoff game that has happened so far, and yeah. um, and uh, so it, it's going to be interesting. We're, we're, there'll be plenty of conversations about moving to to twelve teams and stuff like that. Uh, what that's going to look like and if that changes things. So anyway, we'll we'll eventually get to that point. But um, but all that being said, I. I when it comes to this Alabama team, I think we've we've talked a lot about the the defensive side of the ball and what has to happen. We got to get pressure on Bryce, and if we can't, we don't win this game. I mean, to me, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Uh, well, well, what's your thoughts on the offensive though? I mean, what do so, we have to do? I mean, should we just copy paste the Michigan game plan? <laughs> <laughs> it would, might not be a bad strategy. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think can we mess- can we just say that was elite play goal oh my god Absolutely. especially in the first half i mean it was fantastic well and we kind of took our we definitely still took our foot off the break you could tell in the second half but munkin did. did a phenomenal job uh play calling in that first half um i think to a degree you do copy and paste from a perspective of how you called the game we're playing yeah. a different defense um i think for us we've got to have another outstanding day from our offensive line stetson got popped a few times i mean i think he had to he had to sit in the pocket on a couple of those deep balls and um he, he got popped a few times no sacks but and a lot of that is attributed to stetson i think he made his good decisions a lot of those balls that he threw there was a couple of balls that he threw out of bounds uh threw away that um it was it was almost kind of like a sigh of relief for me because it was like okay we made a good choice there were still a couple mm-hmm. There's still a couple of bad. He threw that one ball over the middle that could have been picked off. Yeah, he kind of threw back and, and tried to. Oh do yeah, it's like, buddy, yep. you're not that quarterback. Um, and so <laughs> you're not that guy. Um, you're not. That you're guy. not that guy. And so, um, uh, so kind of to that point, where there's still some some things there. For me, it's it's that the same type of play calling, getting out there, being creative, um, not having to do a bunch of trick plays, but get the ball to our playmakers in space. How we used Cook this game was perfect was absolutely perfect. Um, we've got incredible tight ends. Get the ball to 19, to zero. Get the, get the, into their playmaker's hands, and let's get some guys running down the field. Let's get Burton and these some of these guys able to go and, um, and and spread the ball out. Get the ball to 84. I mean, we've got some playmakers on the outside. we got to call a game to, to make that happen. But, the, but to me, the number one thing is we've got to at least be able to run the ball somewhat effectively. Get some, me some tall sweeps. Get me some stuff going. We started to do that a little bit. Get the ball to, to three and four out and open a little bit. Kenny ran a hard game uh, this past week. Love Kenny. I mean, he's, Love him. He's, 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 he's out there throwing touchdown passes. I mean, <laughs> the, so so to, to me, 
can we establish the run? And if we're not behind, if this is a close game, I feel good about what we can do. Um, yeah. When we were playing, and I mentioned this in the last uh, when we talked when we played Alabama last time, I said after they when Williams was streaking down the sideline on that first touchdown, that, that just that little crossing route and just streaking down the sideline, I said I literally and we were up there, ten to nothing. Right, we were up ten to nothing. I felt I was on cloud nine, and um, I said okay. I literally said it before he got to the end zone. I was like, y'all, this is what they do. This is what they do. You can't let that slow you down. You cannot let that happen. They're they're almost guaranteed to get one of those in this game. That happens, don't like that can't change your that can't change what you're trying to do. You can't try to flip a switch and go into that try to, to, to do that. Our defense has got to regroup and be able to maintain, but we need to be able to strike quick again. We cannot get down in this ball. And we can't this, we can't abandon the run. We, we did that we did that so quickly. Whenever you're talking about that twenty four point quarter in the second quarter again in the in the SEC championship, we cannot abandon the run because we had success, and Cincinnati had some success. But we've seen we've seen teams run on Alabama this year, and and this team, I mean, we we didn't exactly have to run the entire time against Michigan, but we had success doing it, and I I, I got a feeling we're gonna stick with it a little bit, and I don't know if Zeus. Zeus had he had a good game. He led the uh, team in rushing. Man, I I like I'd like to see number number six in there a little bit more. I'd like to see number four out the backfield. I mean, he doesn't have to run the ball, but I mean, we're gonna we're gonna use the both six and four will be heavily used in the in the passing game for certain. Yeah, and, and I think Munkin has 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 really kind of found a sweet spot with them in terms of the game to call. And uh, the the one thing about this game is. Um, with Alabama is they really didn't show anything like they this game they showed pretty much nothing from an offensive perspective I mean it was sure. the it was the Brian Robson show yeah um, but I don't think we have to worry about that I mean I think just not as much a, by a default I think we can our presence in our in our box in the front seven will be able to negate any chance of him having a successful ball game but it's them being able to what you saw them do against Cincinnati that not, nothing about that is going to happen against us. They're yeah. not going to – there is not – it's like it's like Bill, Bill O'Brien took the week off and and just gave it into Rob's hand. He just, and he just had a – he had a heyday with it um, and had just played an incredible game. Um, he hadn't been talked about all season, and then he, he just shows up and, and does an incredible job. Well, he's and, been hurt, and then he hadn't been effective whenever he's been in there, and, and all of a sudden, like, the guy's – freaking all-american what the, why why <laughs> well, now part, part 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 of that is you're playing cincinnati i mean there's that's yeah, that's, that's a that's a big that's a big piece of that so we didn't get anything extra from the film i think on the the offensive side of the ball which is really what we needed um but i think for us the confidence of going into this having been where we've been and now where we are and where we're trending i think is a good thing um, there's a, I have a whole different mentality going into this. I'm still a nervous wreck. I don't feel very positive about this. I mean, we're going to make this. We, we were pretty negative. I got some texts from people. We were, we were pretty negative on the, on the Michigan preview. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll be honest, I was, I was down on the dumps, man. I was not feeling very good, but I mean, I, I had no reason to be feeling optimistic going in that game. And then literally, like I said, I saw the captains walk out. I saw that first drive. I said, "We are about to beat the shit out of them," and we did. <laughs> so, uh, 
I think, and so that's kind of my, my take offensively. I, I just think we, we've got to we've got the guys to do it. It's if our defense can keep this game close. If we're going into this game like kind of a three point three point difference at halftime, whether it's them or us, I, I feel good about what we're doing. I think that's we got to have that kind of. Um, I feel good about a second half um, for us. It's and, and from an offensive side. Of, of the ball, we got to be able to sustain some drives. I mean, we did sustain drives. We had some big, some huge turnovers that that really messed us up, and didn't allow us to put points on the board. Didn't have any turnovers against Michigan. We played a flawless game from that standpoint. We have got to do that. We cannot have turnovers in this game, and that is us not being able to go down and put up three points, seven points um, on these long drives because we've got to be able to give our defense a break. We want to, we got to keep, you keep the ball out of Bryce Young's hand as much as possible. You get down and you, you, you score when you, when you have a chance, um, keep those guys pinned back because that, 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 that Alabama offense, when they turn it on, we saw what they can do when they're at their, at their most elite. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's what they, that's what they were against us last time. So, um, can we get them at that same elite level again? Absolutely. Is there a, chance that we don't I mean maybe they don't have their possibly their top receiver um and Mechie not being there um they didn't have to worry about that against Cincinnati so how will we play that will be well to me will be a, a huge factor yeah yeah I think the the biggest question mark is going to be if it gets to a shootout which I, I'm not anticipating that I'm really not I, I don't know what the I haven't actually paid attention to the over-under line. Let me look at that. But the, I mean, you know, obviously the, okay, so the total is open at 53. It's now at 52. So obviously people think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, I'm just not like, at at this point, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I really don't. I'm not, and and, and to your point, I'm not really going to be comfortable. I'm not going to be comfortable coming out of halftime unless we have a four-touchdown lead. (laughs) And I'm, uh, I and even at that point, I'm I'm still going to be sitting there thinking. I mean, and you and I are going to be sitting next to each other. We are literally <laughs> going to be right there next to each other, and and my brother Moose, all three of us, going to be a nervous wreck unless we are beating them by 50 points at halftime. All three of us are going to think like, oh, they they might come back. You never know. <laughs> and and you know what? That's that's the dog fan in us. I, I'm expecting. So the biggest differences between this this game and the SEC championship, I'm, I I think one obviously we've already mentioned that the pass rush is going to be very different, but we're going to see on top of that a very different backfield, defensive backfield, and I think that Chris Smith coming back is huge. I, and we haven't even talked about that. You know, he got the targeting call, and he was thankfully that was with in the minute, first half. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say a minute, a minute and a half in the first half and I was like thank the lord and then uh, of course he was out the second half but he's back he's going to be ready for the national championship because we're going to need him and and it's not even I mean Chris Smith was one of the bigger reasons why uh, Jameson Williams was stricken down the sidelines on that first touchdown against uh, Alabama in the SEC championship Uh, but he's still one of our most athletic and in fact He's one of our most athletic defensive backs, but in fact, I actually would love to see him kind of move more toward into that star role. Whenever he played star against, I think it was Tennessee, that was whenever we really saw him shine. So I'm excited to see how we're going to manage the defensive backfield. We really don't have a ton of bodies, man. I mean, that's one of the spots. I really don't think it's a weak spot. we got a ton of talent, but we just don't have a lot of depth. 
And that's the problem is that, I mean, whenever, if we have a guy who has to come out for a play or two or whatever, I mean, that's, that could be a, that could be a, a have, have a long-term effect in this game. Um, offensively, don't abandon the run. I don't think we're going to, but I mean, if you are as creative as we were in the first half against Michigan, I'm not concerned whatsoever. If we're, if we're basically mix, mix and matching run RPOs, run plays, deep ball passes, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about it. Todd Munkin called a perfect game last game. Can he replicate that? We'll see. Um, I'm with you, man. Um, it's uh, I think when you saw against Alabama, and it's something I've been thinking about the whole time, we got popped in the mouth, and we never found our place. We never nobody nobody knew where they should be, and I think that nobody felt comfortable where they were defensively. Everybody felt out of sync. Nobody felt like they were in the right spot. We get in sync. We get comfortable. We know where we're supposed to be. We know our assignments, and we execute. God, man, we've got a chance to do this. Um, we really do. And so I think we're going to have a, we're going to have an entirely different mentality. Um, I am nervous as a damn tick and I don't, I don't feel great. I'm just going to, I mean, I feel I'm excited. I, I'm excited to be here. Like, let's just be, <laughs> let's just, let's just be, be, uh, honest. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about what's going to happen. I don't feel great about the, the game. I mean, I just, I've been in this situation too many times in terms of being going into this big game. Um, I'm thankful that I'm going to get to, experience this sitting uh, by you and your brother and um we're gonna make the long trek up there but holy cow man we are um we're in for a fight and so we're just gonna we're gonna see what happens we're gonna see what happens i mean it's not a whole lot different from our preview a month ago like it's it's tough because it's this is the same team minus mechie i mean we are going to be having to handle their pass rush we're going to need to up the ante on our pass rush. I mean, and we're going to have to play way better down the field. We're going to have to run better. We're going to have to to control the ball, no turnovers. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that this game needs to be basically flawless. And I'm not saying that one mistake was the biggest reason, was the only reason we won against, I mean, we lost against Alabama. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of reasons that just kind of culminated in, a, in us getting blown out. But at the same time, that team is going to be, this is going to be an extremely different team that's playing against it. And what we saw, what we showed against Michigan and what we saw on that TV, I mean, man, this is a team that's hungry. And they sh- and that's what I wanted to see. If we came out and we were slow against Michigan, if we played, I'm trying to think of a, a comparison. I mean, there was, there's been times in the past where we've come out just and looked sluggish. I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is the, the right comparison, but again, I remember against Texas A&M, Back in uh, it was a couple of years ago in 2019, we just came out and just looked slow. We played a s- slow defense. We really didn't get after them very, and we we didn't push the ball down the field offensively. This team offensively, it's been underrated all year. I mean, you look at some of these metrics that we've had, and our friend Caleb sent sent us some stuff that was talking about, you know, the comparisons to you know what Stetson has done pushing the ball down the field, uh, 30 plus yards down the field. I think that this is what we're seeing, Chansey, as a team that has a chance to turn around and show the show the world that what happened in early December was not what they're about. Nicobe Dean, the guys that I talked about earlier, 99, number 17, number 69, and whoever the fourth guy was. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, number three. Number three. Those guys are going to lead the way. And I'm just... 
man, I'm excited to see uh, see how the boys react, man, and how we uh, come back from uh, such a high. I mean, we won the Orange Bowl. That's the fourth New Year's Six Bowl, I think, that we've won. We've all we won all of it, but uh, the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl under Kirby's regime. And uh, yeah, man, I uh, I'm excited well, to see you, what we're gonna come out and do. You you brought up one thing, and we haven't talked about him. Um, we, we've mentioned him just a little bit. But uh, Kirby is um, is coming under fire this game. He is going against his his, his old boss again for the this is what the fifth time, um, and so uh, he has a monkey to get off his back. Yep. He must be he has to be almost flawless in everything that he does, and his preparation has to be like none other. And um, he doesn't have to worry about motivating our team for this game, but what he has to do is create a game plan and facilitate a game plan that uh, has got to be the best that he's ever done, and and by far. Yeah. And um, there's been a lot of criticism of thing of how he's handled these some of these games. I think what you've talked about, the number of, of New Year's Six been – playoff games that he's won uh it's a testament to what he has done and um but he has a monkey to get off his back and that crap's real and um and i'm i'm excited for him to have this opportunity Uh, i think he is more than capable of making it happen but i'm ready to flip the script i'm ready to change i'm ready to change it and um but until we beat this alabama team it's it's going to be the same thing every year it's like deja vu and so until kirby's the one that kind of breaks the he breaks this cycle against Saban. It's going to be it's going to be where we're at. So, um, Kirby, we're, we're we're praying for you. We're pulling for you. We we want you to be be smart and uh. But but really though, I, I I'm excited for what he's going to be able to do. Um, I I, I, re- I really want him to succeed. I mean, he is our coach. He is our guy, and uh, he really wants this university to be successful. And um and so I just I, I want him to do it. I want him to 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 get this monkey off his back. Yeah, yeah. Well. Chancy, I um, man, I'm. I could do, do another much. hour. You want to? I was about to say we could we could run it back and go go fix a couple more drinks and be ready to rock. But uh, hey, one thing this is, I mean, this is rewinding way back, probably about forty five minutes ago. But one thing I just could not not mention is Jalen Carter <laughs> had a play against Michigan where he literally he shedded his first block. He threw the running back on the ground and then was like basically created a QB pressure through a third guy. So he literally went through a third of their offense basically to get to the quarterback and and affect a pass. I don't think I, I couldn't remember if it was a sack from somebody else or if he just had an incompletion, but it was a it was a net no gain play and Jalen Carter's just the freaking man and i just that play stood out i mean you know i'm a defensive guy you know you're thinking about the quay plays the nicobe plays and that was on my mind and then i just forgot to mention the the jalen play so uh that was just incredible defensive performance you know that's one of those games that that stands out in my mind is uh for defensive performances i mean you think about the notre dame game in 2017 the uh also the mississippi state game in 2017 like basically that 2017 defense um you know stuff like that but i mean this 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 defense is special and i look forward to them uh just kind of turn around this this uh this week and uh man they got a week to prepare for alabama so we'll see how it goes i'm chance you and i are both going to the game i don't even know i i don't know how to feel about it because i'm so excited but i know that we are we're a week away 
exactly a week away, and I don't know what to do with my hands. So, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with my hands? Put them together and pray. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, and you know, that's just a great life lesson there. <laughs> well, um, man, uh, I, uh, what's 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 uh what's your plan or your pa- rough plan? I, I'm, I know packing, you don't, you... I'm packing thermals. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, going to be heading up to Athens to to meet up with my, my buddy Jake, and then we're riding up. Uh, we're going to ride up uh, Sunday morning, and I just got a text from him. We're going to be leaving early as well, leaving uh, super early on Saturday and um, or Sunday. And uh, how, I don't even know how long of a drive it is from from Athens. I haven't looked that far, but after that, I have no I have no idea. I'm just I'm along for the ride. It's supposed it's, to be eight and a half hours, I think. So, like I told you. It's not. It's not twenty-four hours. It's not twelve hours. It's. <laughs> it's not a. It's, it's really not a terrible drive. So um, either way, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be in the trunk of a vehicle. I don't even know what we're what we're driving. So it's just kind of in the, in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but but I am, I'm super pumped. I'm 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 excited. Man, it's uh, it's 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 just we're we're blessed, and I'm I'm in the same boat. We're I am also driving up. If you looked at the flights, if, if you're listening to this and you're considering going up there, if you're going to fly in at this point, you'd basically have to fly into Louisville and then rent a car and drive up to Indianapolis from there. Pro tip, All if you're the- south of Macon, fly out of Jacksonville. There's some good There's some good flights. So I, I, looked, I looked at that. I actually thought about that. Yeah. But um, but it still is pretty expensive, and so is it worth it for me to drive down to Valdosta <laughs> and then ride with you to the airport and then go from Jacksonville up there? No, sir. Quit wasting your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I do that often. Okay. Um, I uh, yeah, no, that's uh, it, logistically, I don't care at this point. Like, I think that's where I'm at. We're making stupid decisions, and I don't care as long as I'm in that stadium. At whatever, what is it, eight eight fifteen on Monday night? I don't care. I, I literally do not care. I'll sleep on the floor. I'll sleep outside in the snow. I don't know if there's gonna be snow. Is there gonna be snow? There's it's a chance be icy of snow at sure. some point. Yeah, there's there's oh. definitely gonna be ice. It's gonna be raining the day before, which means there's absolutely gonna be ice. Have we already talked about the highs and lows? It's gonna be like a high of like twenty four, low of eleven on Monday. Let's just um, let, let me just tell you this. Right now it is where I'm at, it is warmer than the high and the low added together. <laughs> Is it really? It's actually kind of chilly at Athens right now, man. It's, it's cold here too, but that's what I'm saying. It's still yeah. that cold. It's going to be that cold down there. It, it's cold for uh, Hey Howard, Georgia, but it's not a uh, not cold for Indianapolis, Indiana. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. It's we're 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 making college stupid decisions, and and we don't care, and that's where we're at, man. I mean, we both kind of sat here literally a day ago, and we're like, probably not going, and we're we're grown men. We're we're adults. <laughs> <laughs> like and and within a 24 hour span we're just like yep we're going like we don't care what happens we don't care where we stay we'll sleep in the car if we have to thankfully we both have some some good friends that we're staying uh staying with uh actually separately but we were going to the game and uh we'll be there with Austin Austin and uh aka Moose and uh man I I don't care like I I probably we'll probably be in the city come 11 or, or so in the morning uh, and I'm, I don't care if I, I mean, I don't care what happens between, I don't care if I just like, just zone out, like blackout, not from alcohol, but like if I just blackout and I wake up in, in Lucas Oil Stadium, I'd be happy with that. Like I'm, it's a business trip. 
Like, let's go up there. Well, I want to have a good time, but let's go up there and let's win a national championship. No better way to end it, my friend. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I said I'm excited. I love you, and uh, looking forward to it. And uh, y'all, y'all stay tuned to the. Uh, make sure to, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, because we'll uh, we'll definitely be putting some stuff on there from uh, oh, from Indianapolis. So, oh man, um, <laughs> the content. <laughs> there's no telling what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Do you still have access? I don't know. I think I've. I may. Uh, this I'm needs a, to be. A, I'm, I'm P, PSA here. You need to change your Instagram name. You know yeah, you can do prob- that now. Yeah, I probably should. Patty Cake Chancy. <laughs> I mean, it's well, been it's been like six years, man. I mean, you need to change that. I just don't think about that. I I, I don't actually have that app on my phone very much. I usually I have to I have to tag your ass in all of these these episode announcements, and it's always just Patty Cake <laughs> You don't forget it though. <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm just like God. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll probably do that. You know what? I may even do that this week. So, um, but anyway, I'll I'm, pull uh, it for you. <laughs> who knows? This week could get crazy. But, um, but anyway, excited, man. Ready for it? Are we and, acting uh, like thirty-year-olds right now? I really don't think we are. I don't well, you're really not quite thirty, but we're uh, we're almost there. I'm, uh, not, I'm not there yet. I can do whatever I want. We we are old men, and <laughs> man, I I think we're both sitting here just like rambling because we don't know how to feel at this moment because we know that we are about to be embarking embarking <laughs> <laughs> embarking on this this quest up to Indianapolis a place that neither of us have have you ever been to in Indianapolis absolutely not no there's no reason for us to go there and we're going up to Indianapolis this is like NFL country i guess indian uh, the the Colts or whatever like why the hell are we playing a national championship up there and I, we just don't care as long as we're in that stadium, and that's all that matters. And I'm excited to watch it with you, my man. And uh, we're gonna just have a damn good day, and 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 make sure you, like you said, pack your thermals. I'm gonna pack every bit of winter clothing that I own. So maybe like five articles of clothing, but uh, we'll, we'll, no, nah, we we I got a ton of hunting gear. We'll we'll be ready to roll. I'm ready, man. So uh, we'll uh, I'll see you. In Indianapolis. Go dogs, brother. (laughs) Dogs on top. Boom.